Welcome to Sana Talks to People and Sometimes Herself. I'm your host, Sana, and today I'm joined by uh, my friend, Mike. Hello, hello, everyone. I guess, um, are we back by popular demand? Because we've been, you know, people have been asking me a lot about this thing. Like, <laughs> but at the same time, I think it's growing out like flooding to people, right? That's the whole point of this whole lovely thing that we're doing, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. Back by popular demand, as you said, Michael. <laughs> So yeah, welcome back, Mike. Uh, nice to have you. And today's topic, uh, obviously, Mike and I have a lot of things we talk about that we. About Sorry. That we talk about a lot of things. Oh yeah. Too much. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I'm. I always have the topics uh, down, and and one of particular interest that I think interests quite a lot of people, um, and it's very very relevant. I think it's always been relevant, to be perfectly honest, but um, especially now, I think there's a huge surge in conversations and debates around this very issue, and I'm going to finally introduce it. It's political correctness. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> so, enter scary music. So, um, pol- um, Political correctness is our topic for today, and... Um, Basically, Mike and I are going to be sharing our personal stories uh, with the matter. We're going to try to reference, obviously, other sources and try to just understand different sides of the viewpoint. And um, I don't think one of us or either of us knows which side we're on. I don't even think this could be a debate. It's rather a conversation. Um, Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I think we're kind of probably on this similar, I guess, depending on what the topic is or what the movement is. Yeah, I think we're probably both on the same boat but we might just have different viewpoints on that boat yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) yep to start let's first get it right from the get-go in terms of the definition what do you think like so michael according to you what is the definition of political correctness okay I guess my layman's terms uh, definition i think it is is just um being mindful i guess of what you're obviously what you're saying um, mm-hmm. being, I guess, also too, in terms of the things that you might say might affect or might offend other people. Mm-hmm. Your stance on certain things might offend other people. Like for example, abortion. Mm-hmm. Some people use upon it, some people don't. So, you know, and some people might say some crazy stuff. Like let's say, let's say something crazy, for example, like someone who let's say is um, against abortion would say anyone who, any mother who kills their baby is a murderer, which is okay. not political to say. So something along those lines, I think. And I just think, um, I guess, well, kind of how we started this topic, I guess, we had, me and you had a conversation like a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And we discussed how, uh, I think we were talking about just like, are there too much social movements or social um, awareness movements out there? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of what got my brain going. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's what I, I think. And then along those lines of political correctness again. So I think that's kind of where I think we're talking about with in terms of political correctness. That's at least my definition. I don't know what yours, what you feel political correctness is or entails. Uh, it's as you said, it, it's a, it has a lot to do with our speech, right? It's, it's how we, um, at least in this t- day and age at this time, when we're talking about political correctness, we're mainly talking about um, uh, avoiding language and, and actions that insult, exclude, or harm people who are already experiencing disadvantage. Oh. Right? So yeah. I think um, in terms of the discussions or at least the context in which this phrase has been used more and more 
again, it's it's in that context. I mean, of course, it could be applied to other areas, but but as a start, we're going to at least talk about there is a misconception, right? Um, I think that there's a lot of misunderstanding with regards to political correctness, or and it comes from what it means. So um, people can think that um, political correctness doesn't, uh, it's not supposed to prevent freedom of speech, right? So those that are kind of against PC culture can think, well, it's preventing freedom of speech. And I think that's in part by those that are uh, advocating for PC culture, what the misunderstanding there is that it's almost as if you're criticizing someone, but then you're silencing them, right? You're going to the point where you're saying you're not supposed to say that at all. You should just stop talking. You should not even have an opinion. How dare you say this? How dare you utter this phrase and it's out in the Twitterverse, wherever it is, and it's staying to live forever. So I think we're, we're a bit misunderstood. I mean, personally, go ahead, Mike. Well, I think like, I guess the, one of the examples I was thinking of when you were touching on like the, you know, how could you say that? Da, da, da. I remember um, LeBron James had talked about like racism and stuff like that and stuff that he had dealt with the basketball player. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Fox News analyst basically in a nutshell told him to shut up and dribble. Whoa. <laughs> I don't know if you Yeah, she told me. And nut- she did like this long rant about it. But then in a nutshell, at the end of it, she said to shut up and dribble. Okay. And, and not speak on political issues and he actually said i will never shut up and dribble and you know my voice and my platform is important and i'm going to speak on those things so i think that's probably even something that you just touched on right there mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's, it's this um you know those who want pc culture are are quite mistaken in that mm-hmm. they're thinking that pc culture equates uh putting limitations on expression uh, as in excessive limitations on expression right. And I don't believe that anyone wants that. If you actually look at what people uh, are advocating for, or majority of them that are super PC, um, the the I think the the flaw here is that they're advocating for this these excessive limitations on expression and speech, which is not conducive to anyone, neither party. So it, it's absolutely absurd, actually, because um, there should if we want to practice free speech, you know, we can be criticized, we can be argued with, disagreed with, debated against. Um, Yeah. um, And basically, but however, we shouldn't be silenced. So if, if you're agreeing with, you know, (laughs) silencing somebody, then there's a problem there. And I think that's what a lot of this misunderstanding are, is arising from. It's, It's this definition of, um, you know, that PC um, is preventing freedom of speech where it's not supposed to. We're supposed to be just using, being mindful of the language that we use if it harms, again, people that are already at a disadvantage or some, or in that line. But yeah, I agree with that. Like, I just think we've reached a point now where, you know, cancel culture is this big thing and everyone's right. about and all this, which I don't personally agree with either. I don't agree with, like, I think it depends. Mm-hmm. I think it depends on the circumstance and the nature of what we're essentially canceling. Like, yeah. the perfect example. So, I personally made it, like, I don't listen to R. Kelly. The, 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 I didn't start, I stopped, but I stopped listening to R. Kelly in 2015, 16. Okay. And that was because I listened to a, a radio, um, this uh, radio uh, talk show called um, Breakfast Club. 
and they had talked about that R. Kelly at the time he was 50 years old, he was dating a 19 year old. Hmm. And at that point, I made the choice that I was like, you know what, I can't listen to R. Kelly anymore. So I made the choice to not hmm. listen to him. I didn't do okay. a Facebook post and rant about how R. Kelly is disgusting. And anyone who listens to him is a piece of trash. <laughs> I made the take him off my phone, and hmm. I've been listening. Now, am I going to judge other people who listen to him? No, because guess what? In 2003, when his uh, Chocolate Factory album came out, I was listening to that just like everybody else was. Yeah. But everyone had this revisionist history and, and act all like, oh, I would never listen to R. Kelly. Yeah, you don't listen to R. Kelly now in 2019 and 2020. But in 2003, he was doing the same stuff. And we were still bumping his music then. People yeah. still bumping our Move I Can Fly to this day. So everyone now that wants to act this oh my God, I would, I'm just so offended and I can't, I'm so disgusted. Were you disgusted in 2003? Yeah, it's, it's about... Well, that's another issue. I was also talking about this with my friend Andrew um, on, a, on a podcast about, you know, celebrity culture. And we talked about, uh, we, we, we touched a bit on cancel culture and separating sometimes the artist from the art. Uh, right. And I mean, that could be, again, controversial for many, but... Uh, with my stance, I mean, what we wanted to make sure that was we didn't act like, you know, judge, jury, and executioners, right? Everyone yeah. has their own standards of morality. And Absolutely. and I think um, I'm not going to comment. I mean, I'm all for people paying up for their crimes, being punished, and being held accountable for their actions. And and that accountability is a huge piece, right? If, if someone is has resumed that responsibility and taken accountability. And, but then also, well, what are you going to do now? Right. Are you going to focus on rehabilitation? Are you going to focus on having a different life or, or changing your ways? So I think it's very a complex issue. And personally, I have no, that's none of my business. Uh, I think as a, as a fan, as, as someone who's on the outside, who does not know anything about this person other than their business. No, I agree with that. I think, and I think that's the thing, like, the problem that I have against with culture, cancel culture to some degree is that one person we offended about something yeah. and now they're expecting every single person to feel this way. And if yeah. they don't feel then you're just like a horrible human being. And that's where I'm, I don't, I, I disagree with that. Yeah. I believe individuals should make the individual choice on what they choose to be offended about. Another exactly. example of an artist, Michael Jackson. There's yeah. a lot of people, because of this documentary, that refuse to listen to Michael Jackson and think he's disgusting and hideous. Mind you, they're probably listening to Michael Jackson two weeks prior to that documentary. Yeah. I listen to Michael Jackson. I love Michael Jackson. I was actually named after Michael Jackson. So sorry. Sue me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I make the individual choice. And no one is going to dictate and tell me how to think. And, exactly. that, and I think that's the problem with some cancel culture, is yeah. it's telling people kind of this is how you should feel and if you don't feel this way you're a horrible human being your name after michael jackson i am named after michael jackson for those of you who are wondering which michael famous michael i'm named after that's the michael i'm named after because my sister tara is a diehard michael jackson fan to this day mm -hmm. so i and again i get some people's feelings about it and again i i'm not i don't and i don't sound like and I don't think we're trying to sound like we're dismissing people's feelings about it. It's just, yeah. I don't share those same feelings. That's all. Mm -hmm. Like, that's all. okay. Last I checked, it's okay to have a differing viewpoint or thought on different things. Like even like, for example, even another person, Kobe Bryant, who passed away. Right. Because he had his rape case in 2003. And the problem right. that, and this is why I, I have a problem with cancel culture, because when he, from 2003 up until when he died in January, I barely heard a peep about his rape case. Hmm. No one even brought it up. 
because he was playing on the basketball court, winning championships, and none the wiser. As soon as he died, someone decided, people are writing articles saying, oh, Kobe Bryant should be celebrated because he's a rapist and all this stuff. I'm not advocating and saying that he's innocent or guilty. That's not my place to say. It was dealt with in the court of law. So people can feel how they want to feel about that, don't care. Right. My right. problem with that, and I said this in a pod, in a vlog that I did, is that if you were so if you were offended about Kobe Bryant from his rape case in 2003 to now, I got no problem with you. But if you're going to now jump on this bandwagon of hating on Kobe Bryant now because Facebook and Instagram is telling you to, that's where I have a problem with you. Mm-hmm. And I don't agree with that at all. Yeah, it's almost as if um and and you're right, right? Uh what we're saying is, I mean, we're not negating anyone's opinion. That's the whole point of our discussion right now. We're saying you're entitled exactly. to your own opinion, but here's what, what don't, please, please don't shove your opinion down my throat. Um, That's you know, yeah. you can have your opinion, but you don't have to shame me in feeling the way I th- think, right? Uh, exactly. If you want to have a conversation with me, let's have a discussion. Um, but in terms of, essentially bringing us different moral high ground based yeah. on your uh, knowledge or limited knowledge or the facts or the time uh, where the facts were conveniently presented to you. Um, if they affected you, that's great. Uh, but in terms of you having an opinion on that and shaming others for it, I feel like that's where it's a bit, uh, it's, it's not an intelligent way to really have a conversation. I agree. Uh, do you want to do, do you want to bring up the I, I guess talk about the conversation I had in that dating app that I sent you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think of, you know why because I think that's a perfect. People. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a perfect segue yeah. to what you just said. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'll share this brief little story. So um, actually, please don't but, mention the name. Okay. <laughs> I'm not mentioning the name. Yeah. Her name is not worth it. She's not worth okay. it. But anyway, um, so a few weeks ago, I had decided to go back on this dating app for a brief period of time. Mm-hmm. called Hinge. So I had went on on a Saturday morning and um, I got a message from a girl mm-hmm. on there. And um, I'll just read what the first thing she said. Okay. Um, so basically she had matched with me on there and um, on the Hinge profile at the bottom, you can actually link your Instagram to your Hinge profile so people can check out more pictures of you on your Instagram. So a picture that I posted or a post that I did in June, um, this girl had commented basically saying that, why would you share some chick's post with their handle to encourage harassment? Also, that looks grown man, very, question mark, very cool. Basically, like I'm shaming this girl. So basically the post was, there is this young girl in Arizona, white girl, she was 19, who got accepted into um, cheerleading college. Mm-hmm. But before she got accepted, she did a post saying, everyone needs to shut the F up about George Floyd dying. Um, if you just follow the rules, nothing will happen to you. Trump 2020. That's exactly what the post said. Right. I then, but then in the midst of that, it showed her getting accepted in the cheerleading school. And then the school had got wind of her last post of that post and then rescinded their offer for her to (laughs) attend that school. So I had posted karma is a, you know, a B and I kind of said, ha ha. And I left it at that. Right. So this girl felt that me posting that was Mm -hmm. offensive basically saying that the girl was 19 years old. And actually she used your um, terminology. Son. She said that the girl's frontal lobe was not fully developed at 19. So she right. couldn't possibly know what she was posting. She couldn't understand. She, okay. she, I was like, did she talk to sauna? Like I was reading, <laughs> I was like, and I'm just thinking this is asinine. And, and basically to make a long story short, cause I don't want to go through the whole, cause it was a long back and forth. 
Yeah. And she was trying to change my viewpoint on this situation. And I said, listen, and at one point I said to her, listen, you can have your opinion. If you feel that her frontal lobe is not developed and what her post wasn't racist, that's fine. I think it's not the fact but that she's you, denying I, it. It's racist. Maybe she's saying she shouldn't be held accountable for it. So, oh yeah. So, oh yeah. yeah. Sorry. I meant, I forgot that part. Thank you for reminding me. So she actually brought the point of accountability, which we had talked about earlier just now about she shouldn't be held accountable for her actions, which I think is the most asinine thing in the world. Like you have yeah. to be held accountable for what you say to some degree. Like, yes. listen, I, I do, I do podcast, I do vlogs. I've been held accountable for certain things I've said. Yes. And I have no problem with that because I understand that me putting a post or a vlog or whatever is going to run the risk of me being called out. And right. I have no problem with that because I stand on what I say. I'm right. not going to now be like, well, it's just my opinion. I don't you know. I'm not going <laughs> to go tuck my tail between my legs now and be like that. That's not yeah. how I operate. And right. I grew up in a time where if you said something, you had to stand by that. Otherwise, you didn't open your mouth. So when I post something, I'm not just posting it just to get clicks and likes. Sometimes it's just for fun. But like with that, for example, I posted it just to bring awareness. If someone had a problem with what I posted, that's fine. You can have your problem. But you're not going to now shame me and try to guilt me. And, and ultimately for me, and actually, you know, when you had mentioned like PC culture and stuff like that, like she, I think when she saw my profile, she thought, oh, he's like smiling on his profile. He's like riding a bull. He's all this sweet, funny guy. Oh, he's posting this like PC stuff. So I'm going to check this liberal cupcake and put him in his place. And you're not going to do that. With me. Not <laughs> if you're going to argue with me and just bring stupid logic that makes no sense. Because hmm. I... And to me, she wasn't trying to have a debate. And my thing is this. I have no problems having a conversation with someone of a different political People. background, religion, right. whatever the case may be. Yeah, I have no problem with that. As long as the, the purpose of the dialogue is to move a conversation forward or to bring awareness on both ends, I'm mm -hmm. all for that. But and if you just want to argue with me, to argue with me, I have no interest in desire having a conversation with you. I think and that's you, what she was trying to do. And that's why I didn't, yeah, yeah you, you hit the nail on the head, Michael, when you said yeah. uh, we both welcome uh, different viewpoints and an open yeah. dialogue and conversation. And uh, yeah. I've actually had some very difficult conversations with people very dear to me, uh, very, mm -hmm. very opposing viewpoints. And it's, it's been a challenge, but with, with my really close friends, I was, I'm, I'm still able to discuss and debate with them. Without was it like political offended. stuff or just other stuff? Um, yeah, political. Um, I think we have political and religious, actually, oh, okay. uh, even though I don't think uh, I wasn't speaking from personal. Um, right. Like, I didn't agree with the side that I was arguing <laughs> for. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but I was still no, I arguing you. for that side because I had certain rationale and I was using a certain logic. But I mean, yeah. I, I found it incredibly invigorating and stimulating. And and I remember my friend, she's um, she she had to check in many times. She said, are you okay? Uh, did I offend you? Are you okay? And I would <laughs> laugh. I'm like, yeah, of course I'm fine. I'm really enjoying this conversation. And we, we talked for like a good two hours yeah. like into the That's night. That's good. So, um, and she's a very, very close friend of mine, very dear mm. friend, uh, but we have very, very different opinions. And I realized I was actually, she was talking to me about something and I disagreed. And instead mm. of saying I disagreed, I started challenging her. Well, what about this? What about that? And then I realized what I was doing. I was like, oh no, like even when I challenge somebody, I should know and understand my internal bias or I should be aware that I shouldn't yeah. be challenging with the, with the thought that I want to change this person's opinion. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm just persuading and negotiating no, and manipulating. But, and I, I stopped myself on the tracks and I actually said mm -hmm. to her, you know what? I'm listening. Um, 
Yeah. I'm I understand how you feel. Uh, I empathized. I said, you know, it must be so hard to have this viewpoint and not have anyone understand you. But, and then I actually prefaced and I said to her, I'm really sorry if I sounded pushy. I was just playing devil's advocate to try to understand your point of view, but I'm going to actually just listen to you now. Um, And I, so I switched from being like a combative mode to just being a listening and understanding mode. And I think that's, that's, that's the thing that people often have a hard, hard time grasping. How can I just understand you without trying to convince you that my point is the correct way of thinking? Yeah, no, I have your, like, even this year when I went traveling before the world ended with COVID, (laughs) um, I actually had a conversation with a Trump supporter. Okay. Full on Trump supporter, which most people are like, oh my God, Michael, you had a conversation with a Trump supporter? I did. Mm -hmm. And it was... It was interesting. I didn't, to your point, I didn't agree with probably 95% of the stuff she said. Yeah. Because she was just saying <clears throat> a lot of stuff that made no sense. But I to actually you, wanted to, you, to right? hear. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? yeah. I wanted to hear what she had to say. I didn't want to interject too much. Mm-hmm. Plus, I was on a plane full of uh, white, old white veteran guys as well. So I had to, like, you know, read the room and shit. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I just wanted to listen to what she had to say. Yeah. And I left that thinking. She made no sense, but at least <laughs> I can understand her viewpoint to some degree of her rationale in her mind. Cause I was curious, right? Cause yeah. you know, everyone, when you hear someone's a Trump supporter, you're instantly already like, Oh my God, <clears throat> they're deplorable psychomaniacs and da da da. That's she not right. That's not right. She yeah. wasn't actually, she was at a very, very different viewpoint than I have. Mm-hmm. And I did not agree with most of the stuff she said, <clears throat> but I wanted to at least give to see where she was coming from and hear what she had to say. Yeah, that's that great. And you know, I, I, again, um, there's many, many individuals that are uh, Trump supporters. You know, I'm not <laughs> going to comment. I'm not going to comment where I. I stand um, <laughs> because it's, it's complex. It's sometimes it's not black and white. Uh, there's so much gray area and people are entitled to their political opinions and beliefs. And they're, uh, they're entitled to vote for who they feel that should they, you know, exactly should. So it's not my right. It, I don't... I, not my right. Let me rephrase. I shouldn't be shaming everybody or saying or equating, as yeah, you too. said, that Trump supporters equal, you know, blank, insert any derogatory <laughs> pejorative term there. Yeah, exactly. So that, yeah. that's because when you do that, you just shut off, like, I guess, I don't know, more than half the population in the United States, right? How do you Pretty feel much. about that? Because, <laughs> or, yeah, a lot of people who voted for Trump, yeah. you know. Yeah, I don't know what his ratings are now. I'm not really, uh, haven't really followed uh, that for a while. But but I've what been I'm watching like comedy s- shows on Netflix. So I <laughs> Me too. And Ozark. So I haven't been. But what I'm saying is like you never know. Like I mean, I could have a Trump supporter in my closest group of friends. It's not going to make me hate them. It's not going to make me want to sit down with them, tie their hands, cover them, their mouth with a blindfold, you know, and say, yeah. listen to me, I need to change you. And you know, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually just going to understand where they're coming from and respect the fact that they have their opinion and I have mine. And look story. at Sana busting out. Yes. Mic drop. Sana. Mic drop. <laughs> well, no. And I, and you know what? I actually last year found out one of my friends, good friends actually went to, um, Second City with him and did an improv class. He's a Trump supporter. And mm-hmm. I only found this out because he had a big old Trump shirt on. <laughs> Who knew? And, and again, does that obviously our political, our, I mean, I don't, again, I don't support Trump. That's my, but again, I'm not going to tell somebody else, hey, yo, you support Trump. You're a pile of garbage. I will never talk to you. Like you could yeah. support who you want to support. Yeah. My whole thing is with people in general, 
terms of how I deal with people. As long as you don't get on my nerves or irritate me, yeah. I'm good with you. I don't care what your sexual preference is, political affiliation is, race. As long as you don't irritate my soul, I'm good with you. But the second you irritate my soul, I'm done with you. And it's alone. this question of belief, right? <laughs> you irritate the soul by really changing your belief. Um, yes. And and I mean, listen, if we want to create a, a more well-rounded or introspective um, environment where people are aware and, and able to have intelligent conversations, we need to invite the other viewpoints. We need to know exactly what they're saying, what they're thinking. We need to let them speak. And I think if yeah. we try to silence them, um, it's going to do so much more harm than good because we're not going to know what's going on, right? You, would I you agree. rather be left in the dark uh, or would you rather have your uh, the opposing side talk to you and communicate with you? I mean, I honestly, yeah. I would rather just hear what they have to say and it could be exactly against everything I stand for. Mm -hmm. I would rather still hear what they have to say. I think there's no point of me silencing them. If you, they want to move that agenda, whatever it is, you know, that's fine. I think obviously whatever, I'm not uh, advocating for, um, you know, crimes against humanity or anything. Or ignorance right? or racism, yeah, or ignorance. violence, of course. But, because, yeah. but it, it might, let's say it might get to that point, right? But I'm mm -hmm. not going to know if they were silenced, right? For, yeah. for a society to put these checks on people, ensure that everyone stays, doesn't become a tyrant, right? Or doesn't become yeah. uh, a soulless person who's now like <laughs> pillaging and, and you know what I mean? Like, like Braveheart or something. Exactly. So well, for it to get to that point, <laughs> right. I need to yeah. be, I need to know exactly how they got to that point. And mm -hmm. I'm not going to know how they got to that point if I just shut them out of my life. Of right? course. So yeah. I think this, sometimes this PC culture, uh, again, is misinformed in that it's thinking that you should, people should be silenced. And that's not, yes. and I, and no. I keep saying that that should not be the aim. The aim is that, okay, I can criticize you. And Absolutely. you as a person um, should be able to listen to my criticism. Yes. Right. And I should, so we should both be able to talk to each other, listen to each other's criticisms without being severely offended and uh, wanting the other person. Okay. I don't know. Out of this. Planet. I'm going to, I might, you know what? I'm going to, I might challenge that a little bit with this. Yeah. Next. Go ahead. Yeah. So. We had this conversation. So apparently there's a small, like I told you about this small dick movement that's going on apparently. <laughs> okay. Well, for those so, that don't know, uh, for those care, that don't know. to enlighten us. <laughs> oh God. So I, okay. So I mean, I'll get, I'll let me backtrack. So in about June, mid June, I had a conversation with a friend and uh, she was telling me that there is apparently this small dick movement. I was like, what are you talking about? So she said that, cause when I went to actually the black lives matter protest, there were a lot of signs up that said, that racism is small dick energy, which I think is a personally unhilarious. Um, I think it's funny. I just thought it was okay. hilarious. Okay. So she was like, someone had actually screenshotted that and posted on his page that that um, sign is offensive to guys with small penises. Okay. Who knew? So I was curious because sometimes I'm a curious mind. So I decided to look up and wonder if there's actually a small dick movement out there in the world. If that's is an there? actual thing. Is there? There is not, but there's, it's gaining some traction. Okay. So there is a dude who did a Reddit post on this. And I'll kind of, I'll read the, the basically the um, title of it. So basically it says, there needs to be a small dick acceptance movement before I, I can even begin to give a shit about fat acceptance for women. That's what the title of it says, which is. Whoa, whoa. 
Exactly. So I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's just it's 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 not mind-numbingly dumb. Okay. But I will read one ex a part of an excerpt that really irritated me personally. So he basically said, "Is as an addendum, I would also like to take the time to bitch about men with bigger dicks." Okay. <laughs> um, all I got to say to most of you is f you. You treat your smaller brothers like crap most of the time, thinking that you're special or you did something to earn your sexual prowess. Screw you. It was luck of the damn gods that that drew you. No, it's a luck of the draw that. And you should be getting on your knees and thanking whatever cosmic force was responsible for bestowing your prowess upon you. I'm not going to read anymore because it's terrible. Wow. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. So my question, and again, we had talked about this, like, yeah. are there too many social, like, this is, this is something that's trying to gain traction as like a social movement. Okay. And I think it's probably one of the dumbest movements I think I've ever heard in my life <laughs> for many reasons. State your um, points. Okay. So the first, okay, this, and this is actually you know what I'm going to, I'm going to actually comment or talk about a, a comment that, or an example that you gave. Okay. One, one, one of our um, blogs. So I remember when we had talked about the feminism, when you had asked me about if whether I was a feminist or not. Yeah. And I told you the story about a girl coming at me a certain way about not say, saying that I wasn't or not. Yeah. Now, she shamed this person you basically. Shamed me. Yeah. So this person is trying to have a movement for people to care about and to sympathize with. Right. But you come at it in a so an abrasive way where you're saying that you will not care about fat women acceptance. Yeah. So do you really think by you having this stance mm -hmm. that someone like me or you or anybody is going to even remotely sympathize with you when you're that combative? Exactly. That's no. very well an, put. Very well put. You're a moron. <laughs> you're a moron. And other things, but I try not to swear too much. But you're a moron. You make no sense. And on top of that, for the fact that him to say that women that are fat choose choose to be fat or they can simply just lose some weight or eat some salad is the most asinine nonsense I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Because you're fat. You don't know a woman's biology, her family history, DNA. Yeah. Some women can eat a bunch and they're fine. Some women can eat a grape and they blow up. Like the yeah. notion and idea that every single woman, all you got to do is just eat some salad and go on the treadmill if you're big and you're just fine. But me with a small penis, I can't get a girl. Miss me with that. You're a friggin' idiot. <laughs> you're an idiot. Like what you should probably do is double down on like when you, for example, when if you're on a dating app and you see a girl's profile and it, it speaks to you in a certain way, what you should probably do is maybe comment on something that she posts that, that is of interest to you. Like, for example, she has like a Star Wars mug. Oh my God, did you watch the last Star Wars Jazz Jedi movie? I thought it was wonderful. Maybe we can watch like a trilogy together, message her that way. Instead yeah. of coming at her in this combative, stupid, ignorant stance that makes yeah. no sense. Yeah, it's, 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 I, it's just like, where is all this rage coming from? I don't understand. Is it, is it... I don't know. I felt like this dude just got rejected on dating apps and he just said, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to do a Reddit post on. And then he listed his penis size like anybody. Like, bro, you're already shooting yourself in the foot because a girl already is going to see that. Like, I ain't talking to you. You know, <laughs> five and a half inch penis for what? I'm good, bro. And, and on top of that, you're angry too. So you got a small penis and you're angry. You sound like a great catch. Um, It's okay. I, I, so so I'll pack that on him. Um... <laughs> <laughs> this is really interesting. I mean, it, it sounds like I, I do agree with what you said in terms of if you have an issue about how others yeah. are treating you and, Absolutely. and you know, they're, they're rude or they're dismissive or they're discriminatory, right? In this case, right. then if you want to gain sympathy or if you want to gain awareness and understanding, if you want to be understood, mm -hmm. 
are you by just by blaming and shaming other groups of people you that think have nothing that, to do with it yeah do you what think that I, you somehow as a regular size dude <laughs> penis what do i have to do with you not being shamed like i didn't do nothing to you or women that are big or overweight i mean why are you attacking a, another group just to For think no like i don't understand the logic behind that like and i'm makes... gonna say yeah and i'm gonna say this sorry to cut you off but i'm gonna say this i have a lot of i have a fair amount of guy friends yeah growing up now we don't talk about penis size <laughs> amongst each other yeah. i don't know any guy that i know that we're all hanging out you know yo man did you watch the game last night yeah man game was good oh real yo what's your penis size <laughs> we don't have those conversations so i don't know where he's coming up with this idea that dudes shame him and all that that makes no sense and as a woman i will say that yes. i i grew up around guys um you know i yes. grew up with two brothers had guy friends actually yes. i still still have more male friends again it just happened coincidence but i want to say it was never brought up this, we never talk about these things what? as a woman again this was never an issue uh and i mean whether there was any interest whether there was it was completely platonic with it was no issue whatsoever That's what I'm no saying. one tried to you know show off in those ways so um i think it's a very personal thing. It's a very personal issue. Um, why? Extremely. I don't want to know your penis size, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't really care. You got a small penis. That You got to figure that out. You got to go get a penis pump or something. Go to the sex shop. Get a penis pump. You're good to go. Or get some bag. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> but I listen, I like, and I've asked people about this. I've asked, do you honestly, would you care if there was like a small dick movement? Like, would you support it? And most people have said they would not. They think it's stupid. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, so, I, I, tr I try to advocate for bro and it's not working. So, so I guess well, your small dick movement is not working. <laughs> well, okay, it's a limp. So, it's a limp movement. <laughs> oh, you see what I did there? Um, in, <laughs> in defense of this person, okay. I understand that, you know, they're, they feel very rejected. They feel very yes. alienated. Um, okay. Possibly so much has, has would have happened to them for, for them to get to this point where they now hope feel so. justified that I hope so too. I actually no. <laughs> I mean, I don't no, know. I mean, from the context of what you're saying, I hope yeah. that that was the case. Like they've been marginalized to that point where they felt they, that anger to do that. Post. Mm -hmm. And I'm not justifying them attacking other groups of people. <clears throat> I think what I'm trying to, I'm trying to just understand, wow, this person's life must be really hard and difficult for them to get to this level where they, yeah. They have to earn their respect by shaming others, pointing out other flaws, and yeah. um, and it's it, it comes down to self acceptance at the end of the day, right? Self love. Of course. Uh, no one, uh, you know, and it's something that I think most of us struggle with. Most of us, actually, everyone who has prejudice, who's able to be jealous, who's able to compare, like human beings. Uh, mm -hmm we all struggle with some form of self-love or compassion. Some of us struggle yes. way more than others. And this poor man is struggling with self-love uh, and acceptance, right? Because mm -hmm. he feels the need to now shame and point out, point fingers at other people and bring out their flaws in term. I don't know what his end game is. Like, That's again, my, as and, that, and, that, and that was my point too. Like, what is your end game? Like, what are you yeah. trying to do? Are you trying to rally? You think like dudes with small dicks are going to say, yo, I got a small dick. I'm going to rally with you. Most dudes with small penises ain't even sharing that information. They're going to surprise <laughs> a girl with it one day. Like they're not telling that information. Nobody like, yeah, and that, and that, and again, like for me, I, I don't know. Like I just, it honestly irritated me reading this article. Like it's hate. And, it's promoting again, hate. Point, yeah. 
and I think to your point, like it's all, and I think it's all about perspective too, because I read another article with a guy who yeah. has a small dick, but he was like doing poetry about it. Like he actually embraces the fact that he has a small penis. He chuckles about it, he makes fun of it, he makes light of it. But, and it's just a part of that's just who he is. But he has accepted that as a thing. And I went from reading this article thinking, oh my God, what am I reading? To actually laughing at it because I appreciate the fact that he had been able to look at it in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. And it actually is his real name is Ant the guy I'm referring to is his name is Ant Smith. Hmm. A N T Smith. Ant. Okay. Can't make this up, even if I tried. But uh <laughs> but, but no, like I read that it was, and he's from England actually. And I thought that was very interesting. I was like, you know what? That is a good perspective of that because I think even if let's say he, you know, has a small penis, women would still deal with him because at least he has a little bit of comfort like he's comfortable in his own skin that he can talk about it and discuss it openly. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. not a shameful thing. It mm-hmm. sucks for him to some degree, but he's able to make it work. Mm-hmm. He's supposed to, he's able to look inwards and yeah. just try to have some acceptance, have some compassion for himself, exactly, and not let the message turn into hate and blame. Um, and then again, I thought it was beautiful to read compared to this yeah. weirdo on Reddit. <laughs> Well, you know, you have one person that's communicating with love and one person's that communicating with With fear. a lot of hate. Yeah, hate. Oh, you think fear? fear? Well, I think okay. it's the fear that leads to hate because he's feared of being yes. rejected, right? He's, uh, I think, I don't know. He's, I think there's a lot of fear but, but behind it. Every mm. hater, there's there's a very scared mm. person. Um, Ooh, okay. And you know, I never, I didn't even think about it that way. Maybe <laughs> there might Perhaps. be some truth. So when, <laughs> so when you hear, no, when I guess when you hear the term, you're a hater, mm-hmm. maybe there might be a little bit of fear in that. Maybe they mm-hmm. just won't admit it. Because they're all too busy hating on each other. Well, typically our hatred comes from fear of the um, fear. unknown, right? Or yeah, fear of not unknowing. Yeah, uh, And if we, we don't know something, we often fear it. And if we fear it, we usually end up hating it. So, um, and then we get angry and then we get, you know, I mean, I'm just quoting Yoda here, man, from Star Wars. So. Yoda? Oh, that, oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was you, son. I thought that was your, but you know, Yoda's dope. No, so that's okay to quote Yoda. by the way, I, I had those words before Yoda did, by the way. <laughs> He just so eloquently put it, <laughs> but he's not the creator of like human behavior. I'm just like, no. I feel like, you know, um, I've read so many self-help books and psychology books and I think mm-hmm. I, I do it for myself and my clients and, uh, yeah. but I just for self-development, but it, it's, it's interesting, you know, it, it, it's always interesting to understand the motives of why certain things lead people to the direction that they go. And, yeah. and at the end I of the day, you know, you can't have a move. We have to take individual responsibility, right? I can't parade behind the different groups that I belong to. I don't think that's going to resolve mm-hmm. anything. I have to take accountability. Like I'm not going to be an ambassador of all my ethnicities and the religion I was born to, you know, I, I can't possibly be an ambassador. And I think this is where mm-hmm. some of this PC culture comes in too, right? It's, it's, quickly shaming, pointing, shaming, pointing. And to go back to Michael, something that Mike that you said was, um, you know, that, that person on the girl woman on the dating app. Yeah. Yeah. Where she shamed you and, yeah. and then said, well, this person's frontal lobe isn't even developed. Their cortex (laughs) shouldn't be held accountable. Uh, Well, you know what? Um, what's the age of consent, right? What's the, uh, well, well, how does our judicial system treat people? Do they say, um, your honor, this person's frontal cortex wasn't developed. I think 
<laughs> not be held accountable for the five murders that they commit. Uh, exactly. Case closed, right? And the judge will say, well, exactly. you made a great point. You are free to go, my friend. No, it doesn't work that way. So, <laughs> exactly. Uh, I don't understand. Like, I think this, this, I feel like a lot of the issue is also individual accountability, right? Individual yes. responsibility. Stop hiding behind groups. Stop claiming to be part of a group and being a huge ambassador for an entire group. You can. You can support whatever movements you want. You of can course. be part of whatever groups you want. Great. But the minute you start evading personal responsibility and, you know, masking under a group, that becomes dangerous. You know? I agree. Like, I just find it funny, like, with some people that are, like, quote-unquote conservatives yeah. who talk about how, you know, the leftist liberal snowflakes. And, <laughs> you know, I'm more in the middle than anything else, I would say. But, yeah. you know, they, I just find it funny how they say that these leftist liberal snowflakes are so sensitive and they're so soft and they're so offended about everything. Meanwhile... Colin Kaepernick took a knee for the national anthem, which is a racist anthem, by the way. Yeah. And y'all lost your mind and burned Nike shoes that y'all paid for. So who's sensitive? They're sensitive yeah. both sides of the coin. So yeah. these people that are all conservative makes like, oh, we're so strong and we're not offended about everything. Really? Really? Yeah. Sure about that? And also just look at how many debates do we have on what women can wear since the dawn of time? <laughs> what they can or cannot wear. <laughs> Why is that even an issue? Why are we even talking about this? I don't understand this. If someone wants to wear a bikini, let them wear a bikini. If someone wants to wear a bikini, let them wear a bikini. Why do we have to come? Are men, are men talking about that as an issue? Or is it just like women or people on just sides arguing that for women? Well, I'm just like uh, talking about what happened in France, like in terms of the banning of the burkini in public spaces. Oh, yeah. I heard about that. I did hear about that. Right? Yeah. Like, I thought just, it was weird. So I'm I'm speaking like politically and culturally, right, like right, right. in our culture and in our policies, like there's so much effort and time put in on to what a woman can and cannot wear. It just baffles me. And it's it's again, yeah. it's it's going against people's quote unquote delicate sensibilities. It's like it's something <laughs> offending you, like really? Like what? I don't understand. Uh, it's it's interesting. No, I never understood a lot of that either. I just don't understand how people can tell other people how to live their lives. Exactly. or what to do like i just like my thing is this <laughs> and the well reason why said, I'm, I'm very see sometimes sauna i i bring out some knowledge sometimes i say a lot of crazy <laughs> stuff and some silly stuff but sometimes i drop those nuggets of make you think nuggets that's of gold. what i try to do balance i can't just be all smart and all silly but my point is this like unless i the reason why i don't really try to generally judge people based off of certain things is because unless unless i can look in the mirror and mm -hmm. say that i'm perfect in every way shape or form there are no flaws or faults in me yeah. Then I could tell someone how to live their life because I am perfect. So I could show you the way to be perfect. So I can judge you if you're doing something wrong because I'm perfect. But guess what? I'm not. Yeah. And no one is. Yeah. So I don't understand this idea of you trying to sit there and dictate and tell someone how they should live their life. My thing is this. As long as you're not harming yourself or someone else, do what you feel is best for you. I'm a yeah. firm believer in doing what you individually feel works for you. If you yeah. want to go and travel, travel. If you don't want to travel, don't travel. You know what I'm saying? Like, live your best life. I, I firmly believe that. I feel like that's the biggest problem with society in terms of that is because everyone's trying to tell people how to live their life. Like, why? I don't care enough to tell someone how to live their life. Like, in terms of homosexuality, like, dude, do what you want. Yeah. If you want to be with somebody, if that's what you love, you know how hard it is to find love? Yeah. It's hard to find that. So if you can find that in any way, shape, or form, then live your best life. Yeah. And I want to say this, too, because 
there might be some guys out there that may be listening to this because I've seen this like guys and I'll give you an example. So there was a girl I was following on Facebook like last month when I was on it and she was commenting on the race stuff. And um, one of her friends was actually basically they were going back and forth because she was based. He was basically disagreeing with what she was saying. Mm-hmm. One of her other friends chimed in on her side. Mm-hmm. And then the guy was saying, okay, guy, I get it. That's, you know, I get that you like her. She's hot. You don't have to like agree with her on every single oh point. You know, trying to get to her good graces. So I'm going to say this. So I'm not saying anything. I'm, I'm a decent, I try to be a decent human being. Yeah. So I stand for equality and all those things. This is not about whether I'm trying to side with women to be on their good graces. I could care less about that. Don't care. Mm-hmm. This is my stance and my opinion, so I stand on that. And if any mm-hmm. man listening may have a problem with this, they can come talk to me. I've you can hit me up on IG or Facebook or whatever. But like, I just think that's important that we have people that can have an objective viewpoint yeah. and can see things from a, a good lens. And yeah. it's not about taking sides to get in the girls' good graces so girls like me. Yeah, really, that's nah, a bro, very cheap tactic. I'm our debate. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm 36 years old. I don't really worry too much about the people like me. <laughs> so I think I'm fine. Oh, the beauty of aging, huh? Right. Um, so yeah. beautiful. You start caring less and less of what people are thinking and accepting yourself. I Imagine when I get to eighty, if I'm if I live that long. Oh my god! Wow. I don't care about that anyone. would be a fun Hopefully. podcast, Mike. Mike at eighty-year-old Michael podcast. Oh my god! <laughs> I just be, no. That at that point, I'd be swearing like crazy. I'd be swearing about <laughs> having like you know having to change my diaper every day, and it's, just, it's just a nightmare. No teeth. <laughs> I have no teeth because I eat a lot of sweets, so my teeth are probably gonna like rot out of my what mouth. What an image you're conjuring up here, right? Well, I still look hot though. I think I still, you know. Yeah, that's. I'll good. hit on the nurses. Keep, the, keep it know, real, right? Like, yeah, keep keep it. Come on, man. Classy. I, I gotta keep, keep it classy. I gotta, I gotta keep it real. I gotta always keep it classy. <laughs> but I just, yeah, like I guess the question I'm gonna pose to you, Sana. Yes. Is that do you feel that there are too many social movements in terms of the validity of them? Or do you feel like everyone is entitled to have them? Um, I don't think I have, I can, I have any, okay. I don't think I feel, have the right to say whether or not there's too many. Um, I think, however, in terms of the validity of the movements that are out there, (laughs) I can certainly say. Like the small dick movement. I can certainly say, that's ridiculous. Okay, so let, I'm just wondering if, let's say, if the small dick movement had legs and whatever this guy's name was the head of it, yeah, and he was on CNN debating, would yeah. you be like, oh my God, that sounds, you know, like, would you support it basically? And you're saying you would not. You know what? I would want to have a conversation with this man <laughs> and try to like get a handle on what his agenda is. I would want to challenge him on what his agenda is and why is he using hateful Uh-oh. tactics to <laughs> push his agenda. So I'm going to be like, See, that's why you're better than me, Sana, because I wouldn't even talk love. to this dude, but you're, hey, he, man. Do, he, he <laughs> needs some, he needs love. a lot of love. He needs some, he needs to go to Flavortown for real, for real. Like he needs to <laughs> bathe in it, uh, marinate in it, freaking get brisk, like, you know, slow cook in it. Like he I needs mean, a lot of like, like he needs love and, yeah, love and acceptance, Mike. I mean, I think we you know all of us crave love and acceptance and it's, it's an unfortunate when we're alienated and pushed in certain directions, you know, we often are capable of really terrible things. So I think for some people, they just needed some therapy to be honest. I think it just, just, and I think it just depends on your perspective. Like, okay, like, listen, I go on, I'm on dating apps and I've been on like, I've had girls that are find me attractive and are interested in talking to me now. 
Yeah. But when I first started on dating apps, I couldn't get, I remember like years ago, I couldn't even get a date to save my life. Like girls would want to go out with me. I would ask them out. They're like, nah, I'm good, bro. So, Uh and that, I could have been like, yo, these girls are all fake and they're just phony. They're just on these dating apps just for an uh, ego boost and blah, blah, blah. Like, but again, no one owes me anything. I'm not owed anything. And I felt the biggest problem I had with this and the takeaway that I had, maybe your takeaway is different, is he felt almost like because he's a man, he felt like he's almost like entitled and owed something. You're not owed anything, bro. I'm not owed anything. What are you owed? Not owed nothing. Why? Because you're on a dating app and girls don't want to talk to you. You're owed something all of a sudden. Why? Yeah. It's just, uh, what is that word that quite a, a lot of people um, accuse millennials of, of, of this, you know, they're oh. think that we're. Um, See, that shows how we're aging ourselves right now, Son, if you don't know well, this Well, I'm a millennial. <laughs> 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 you know, we're privileged as one and, and righteous oh, and, but something that entitled, that's it. It's entitled, ah. right? So that, that's yes, the word. Why, why? What's with this entitlement? And and that that you know what that stems from your upbringing. That stems mm-hmm. from your family foundation and yes. and how you were raised. And Definitely. and unfortunately, everyone goes through very different upbringing. And I think uh, it, it's a shame that you know some people don't get the help that they need. Uh, whether it's earlier in life, they don't get the love and support, and then they grow older, they're they realize they're on their own and they still don't get the help and support. And they don't yeah. and it's almost as if they're looking for someone to take them to that help and support. But the sad truth is, you know, we are come into this world alone, we die alone. You better know how to take care of yourself. Facts. No one is gonna grab you by the hand and tell you where to go. You're gonna have to figure it out yourself. And part of that mm-hmm. journey is, is actually accepting yourself and loving yourself. Um, yeah, and that's the first. I think that's the first step, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's. No, it's, I totally it's, agree. It's more complex, but but I mean, in terms of these movements that you mentioned, oh I mean, I do feel like it's sometimes it's it's hilarious, it's ridiculous, but it's also very comical to see. It, it provides for great entertainment. People value. don't believe me when I've said <laughs> that. There's this dude did a Reddit post on small thing. They're like, "No, Michael." I'm like, "I'm serious. This is a." I didn't listen. I did research on this. I don't even know. I feel weird researching small dick movement. I don't even know why I feel like weird researching it, but I was surprised that there's actually dudes out there that are like trying to advocate for this. And I just, as a man, that is weird. So it's like, again, going back to their in defense of these individuals that have been so marginalized, that have been so uh, discriminated against, and, and probably, I don't even know what they've experienced, the, the level of rejection that they've experienced. On They're the hurting, event. right? They're hurting so bad. So, okay, what are you going to do, man? Are you going to just, um, are you going to now work on yourself, see what you can yeah. do, see what's in your control, and try to lead a better life? And perhaps maybe educate. It's not, yeah with love, right? Come to the stance with love. If you want to prove, um, and and I I don't understand, again, I will never understand what it feels like for a guy to have a a small appendage, right? Like I'm not a guy. I don't have that. Politically correct, political correctness. (laughs) Look at that. I don't know together. Well, I don't under, I don't, you know, I don't know what it's like. I don't have that organ and, and I will never know what it's like. I don't know what it's like either. I have no idea what it's like to have that small. (laughs) Oh Mike, you're so humble. (laughs) 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 but no and i understand your point but i'm I'm gonna counter so what if it's not just a matter of these guys but maybe it's the way these guys come across to these women on these dating apps too it could be that as well maybe it's you know if you're messaging a girl maybe expecting because let's say they have a a bikini on 
yeah. you say, oh my God, you have a nice rack. Yeah. That girl's probably not going to talk to you. And if exactly. you keep doing that constantly, 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 there's a likelihood that, that those girls may not respond to you. And in turn, you may not get a date. So yeah. it's also to your point, I think self-awareness and being able to see from within, okay, maybe I need, maybe I'm, you know what, maybe I'm approaching these women the wrong way. Yeah. Maybe I need to again. adjust personal responsibility, right? Am I taking responsibility for my own actions? Am I approaching these women with a certain uh, (laughs) energy, you know, because, and this, this could be a tap, this could be it again, it reflects the worldviews that I have, which could be that physical appearances dictate um, attraction, right? Yeah, Um, definitely. Yeah, we know that physicality has a lot to do with attraction, but we also know that some people find attraction and intellectual stimulation. Absolutely. You know, there's people out there that claim to be, you know, that, uh, sorry, that are asexuals, right? Yes, I've heard um, that. So, I mean, not everyone is- Or saposexuals as well. Sorry? There's a lot of uh, girls that are, or people that are saposexuals that they- more attracted to someone personality. Sapio. Yeah, sapiosexual. Sap- wow, yeah. I said that wrong. Sapiosexuals. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and I've talked to a few. So yeah. they don't, you know, are con- they? They're attracting me based off of conversation. Nothing to do, you know. And I'm actually one can... point. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, there was one time I remember like years ago where like there was a girl who maybe in years past I wouldn't have been attracted to, but like she was asking me like such like dope amazing questions i was like damn this girl is she was hitting me a certain way and i was like damn like she was just <laughs> she was making me think like she was asking yeah. some really dope questions and maybe she wasn't the most quote-unquote attractive girl but like i was just like damn like she i was i was like you were attracted to her right? else, so like, oh. huh? <laughs> no no yeah, i mean like so you're, you're trying you're yeah i that's a great example i mean there's yeah. so many there's so many uh aspects to a person other than their physical body and and yes. folks that are out there that have disabilities f- visible disabilities will agree mm. as well right because mm-hmm. you know when you're dealt with that card in life whether you were born yeah. with it whether it's happened later in life uh you deal with it right you move on and 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 there's there's a very famous um unfortunately she passed away but she was a comedian um, and she talked about that, you know, like she didn't want that pity from people. She's Australian. Her name escapes me, but she did a TED oh, okay. talk basically saying, you know what? I don't, because I have a disability, I don't want people coming up to me and saying, you're so brave. She's like, what did I do? I got out of bed. I did everything that I did. <laughs> like, why, why are you commending on how brave I am? I didn't do Just anything. to live your regular life. Yeah. So like she was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Again, she like, yeah. she Again, very interesting uh, perspective and, and her way to educate others, too, in terms of disability. Now, right. you can't like if, if, if someone that was like, let's say, has had spina bifida and they came out with this hatred and like, come on, like, you know, you got to live your life at the end of the day and choose your battles and yeah, take exactly. individual responsibility. So it's just immature. So what you're this movement that, you know, this it's immature. I, that's, that's the only thing I can say. It's, it's... I, I a thousand percent agree. I think it's the most <laughs> immature. It sounds like this, like fourth graders, this society that's come up with this stupid movement and yeah. it makes no sense. Like I said this to a friend and I said, listen, these movements, like some of these immature movements to me, if it has, if it's going to have any type of legs or any type of standing, you have to have like a 10 point plan of what the purpose of your move, what's the end game of your movement? What yeah. are you trying to gain from it? Yeah. What are you trying to, and if you can't come up with 10 points, to support yeah. this movement, then your movement sucks and no one cares because I generally don't <laughs> care. Because I just, I, again, like so, to your point, and it would bother me again is it just coming from a very hostile place 
and it, yeah. and it came from a place of like you're not trying to get people to understand your viewpoint you're coming at it and you're and even if you are you're coming at it from such a hostile place no one's even going to listen to you they're going to yeah. just tune you out and that's where i think it's sad my my yeah. reaction is man this person needs a lot of love in their life this person needs some therapy labor town Need some flavor <laughs> down, whatever you know. Substances. I mean, I'm not advocating for drugs. I'm just saying. No, like, I know what you mean. So, like, yeah, um, I got no. I got what you're meant, Son. I don't think everyone was meaning drugs, but just in case, I don't think yeah. Son's advocating for drug use. No, 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 not at all. I'm just saying. <laughs> hey, you need to let let's look at how your life is and get some support network. You know, like, do yeah. you have? faith do you have a community do you have people that love you the friends that you know regardless of your physical oh, appearance and uh and it's, or it's your also small like, appendage exactly yeah, like they're not going to care how are you arguing cool. yeah and I'm, no, sorry go on something i wanted to say is okay mm. the point i don't think they can be entirely useless so the whole point of us right now talking about this pc culture is like we can't silence other individuals right so if they wanted to say something they can come out and say it and because this person said it you and i are having a conversation about it and we're saying well okay what can they mean by it what can they not mean by it but sometimes it just starts the dialogue and once we start talking about it more people can get be aware of it once you're aware about it you can be educated about it and so then forth. you can choose yeah, so it, it does, at the end, this free speech allows us an outlet to uh, convey ideas and concepts and then discuss them. And then that that's where the education starts. That's when the mm -hmm. awareness starts. And once there's awareness and more people talk about it, there is more hope for change and changing our attitudes, right? Uh, absolutely. So, so, absolutely. so, I mean, I think, uh, I guess this guy accomplished that <laughs> that we're talking well, about. Well, he clearly did because he did a Reddit <laughs> post. And I mean, it got a lot of comments. Mostly everyone dissed him and made fun of him. So, I mean, didn't really get the legs that it did get, was trying to get. But again, I don't, and again, like I said, and again, I guess I have to backtrack because I remember I said in the Joker um, thing that, you know, society doesn't care about men's issues and stuff like that. And I did yeah. say that. Yeah. So I want to make sure that I'm not being hypocritical. Well, Michael, how could you say that? But then you're, sh you're dissing this guy. Yeah. I think with in this case, to me, what bothered me and why I don't support it is again, to your point, you'd I'd have to sit down and have a conversation with him. Yeah. Because based off what he put there, he doesn't sound like even someone I'd even want to have a conversation with because he'd be so it just sounded very ignorant and misplaced. Hostile and angry. Hostile and angry. So why would I want to sit there and have a, a conversation with someone who's hostile and angry? Yeah. And that's yeah. the stance that they're coming from. Yeah. Like, I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. Now, maybe other, if other people want to do that, God bless. And that's great on them. And, you know, I know San, you're one of the good people that would have those different dialogues with some people. And to me, it depends on my mood, mm -hmm. you know, because I don't mind having a dialogue and a conversation with someone of a differing, like I've said, and I've had those. But like I said, if someone's going to tell me, yo, Trump is the greatest president of all time and I don't care what you say and I don't want, and you can't tell me different. Uh, I'm more than likely not going to have a dialogue or conversation with that person. If that's the stance they're instantly coming at me with. Yeah, it's going to be a very tough conversation. It's going to be a very yeah. draining conversation. And it will be a lot of me swearing. So, you know, yeah. more than likely. <laughs> <laughs> bringing, bring, bringing it back to um, yeah. PC, right? Like uh, our, the topic at hand. Like, so uh, my question to you is okay. uh, like, how do you, um, where are you? Where do you stand with the PC culture? Mm. Okay. So I think, like I said, I understand the stances some of them take in terms of issues, but I also think too, when it comes to PC culture, I think it depends. Like 
Hassan Minaj. I think we watch him on a Netflix. We, yeah, I love yeah. Hassan Minaj. Great Patriot guy. Patriot Act, yeah. Patriot Act is great. And anyone yeah. who hasn't watched it, definitely watch it. It's a great, great, yeah. great so show. So it's a show on Netflix called The Patriot Act by Hassan yes. Minaj. Yeah. And he had referenced this point that I thought was telling, you know, because now with the 24-hour news cycle mm-hmm. and with Facebook and Instagram and every news outlet, it's almost to a point where you have to feel, you have to be offended or care about everything all the time. And if mm-hmm. you don't do it, you're a terrible human being. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you're an awful human being. If you say yeah. anything differing from that, uh-oh, you are a pile of garbage and you should like fry in hell or be thrown into a bottomless pit <laughs> never to return. Like yeah. that's the way it comes across to me. I think there has to be, I think individual, to your point, individual responsibility is important. And in terms of PC, like, I'm not, I don't think I'm all the way left. I don't think I'm all the way right. I'm kind of in the middle. I more, I would say I'm more liberal, I guess, than anything, but I'm more in the middle because I believe in, I don't want to live in a world where you can't have a dialogue and a conversation about differing views. Yeah. Like I don't, if that's the world and that's kind of where it's kind of veering towards. Mm -hmm. And if that's the case, I'm out. I've decided to send me to Mars, like Jeff Bezos, if you're listening to this, send me to Mars or something. Cause I don't (laughs) want to be here. If that's going to be the world, like if we're having a debate and everyone just yelling at each other, it's not a constructive dialogue. And that's to me with a lot of the, even like when I watch like political debates or any like topics on race or anything, it's more like a shouting match because that's what gets clicked click sorry and there's no substance to have the stuff that they're saying yeah yeah it's not like okay you have a viewpoint i have a viewpoint this is why i have my viewpoint this is why you have your viewpoint okay to counter one point like it's not i'm not seeing that anymore it's basically who can yell the loudest yeah it's uh on both sides not just left and right it's both sides are doing that it's like and that's where i'm out yeah, I, I feel very similarly, you know, uh, two ends of the spectrum, what you're saying is mm-hmm. you have very um, extreme left views versus extreme right views. And yes. very only very few would want to be in the middle and look try to look at things objectively. But if we are to understand the viewpoints, we have to listen. So we have to practice good listening skills and yeah. also be able to acknowledge that the fact that somebody disagrees with that, it's not the end of the world. If there's others that have, it's okay. Opinions. Listen, yeah. like that girl on the dating app did not agree with my stance. Yeah. You know, she thought I was, you know, whatever. And that's fine. Yeah. It is okay. I'm not going to, every single girl I talk to newsflash to me that I realize is that not every girl's going to like me. Yeah. <gasps> oh my God. What am I going to do? <laughs> I'll be fine. I understand that not every, not everyone's cup of tea. You know, some yeah. people like orange pico, some like chamomile, some Earl like Grey, all Earl Grey. Grey. <laughs> I'm a little bit of an Earl Grey guy. Some girls don't like Earl Grey. Maybe think it's an earthy flavor or something. They don't like it. Some girls yeah. love that and they just want to devour it. And I understand that. And again, and I and that's the problem. I think like we're just trying to with the PC culture. It's like you want everyone to agree and everyone to fault. Like, and I don't. Agree. I think I love. I don't love it, but I I think to your point having differing viewpoints and different discussions and harsh discussions is if it can come out positive i'm all for it yeah but i don't see that now which is why i'm turned off by half the crap that's why i watch comedy stuff and i play video games all day because i don't read because i don't want to like so i can watch the news and see on cnn and i ventured down the cnn rabbit hole which was a big mistake. <laughs> oh, let's save that for another day. You know, I wanted to comment actually what you're saying. Yeah, you managed on. to, something completely unrelated, you managed to sneak in Jeff Bezos on every podcast almost. <laughs> 
Listen, Jeff Bezos is worth $116 billion, okay? He hasn't made an Iron Man suit. He needs to make a, a, a self-made flying suit. If I was worth $116 billion, we're sidetracking, obviously, I would be making an Iron Man suit. You tell me, Sandy, you're telling me, let me ask you a question. If you had $116 billion, you mean to tell me you don't cannot make the technology to make like an Iron Man suit or something? You're just going to be rich and go to Mars? No. Yeah. Yeah. I am making an iron so I could fly to every not to be a, I don't know about super, being a superhero necessarily just so I could fly around for free and shit yeah. and I could hit up like and, and then if air traffic control hits me up like yo bro I'm flying low everything's good <laughs> just me and my man-made suit just live my best life <laughs> well, you are worth you know, 116 billion dollars looks like you gotta start some uh, <laughs> funding I'm gonna start that movement <laughs> Start the that Iron movie. Man suit, Jeff Bezos. You were worth 116 billion dollars. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 a crazy amount of wealth. It's, it's right, unfathomable. And you just want to go to space. Yeah, <laughs> guy wants what he wants, man. Man, Jeff Bezos, <laughs> come on, bro. You can be better. I would be Iron. Listen, I would be. I would make an Iron Man suit straight up. I'm not gonna lie. I have the money. I would have the technology. Like basically, my life would be the first Iron Man movie. That's what mm-hmm. my life would be at this point if I had under sixteen billion dollars, <laughs> literally. Well, except the like the super the superhero part, maybe. Well, you know what? Maybe. <laughs> but then we'll be venturing into civil war territory, so we'll have to. You know, that's another debate. And so. we, yeah, we managed to sneak in Marvel <laughs> in it as well. <laughs> this is why our podcast is dope because we can just throw in sports <laughs> references, all kinds of stuff. Oh yeah, you know um, that was very entertaining. Because even cancel culture, like for, I can even bring up Michael Jordan because people are trying to cancel Michael Jordan some degree after the Last Dance documentary. Hmm. See, I throw see. He was a bit of a prick and people didn't and people saw this side of him that they didn't know existed and they were mm-hmm. completely turned off. And now they're saying, well, he's a terrible person, so he can't possibly be the best basketball player of all time. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, I think, so, yeah, to again, I think some summing it, summing it all up, going back to yeah, PC culture. It right. It, uh, another thing, you know. Here is like, what's the definition? Are you looking at PC culture as someone that is advocating for silencing the other side? If that's mm-hmm. you and that's what you think PC culture is, that's incorrect. That's not supposed yes. to be PC culture. Um, I think being politically correct, uh, again, you have to really try to watch, sometimes watch your language and actions that insult, exclude, or harm people. People that are yes. already have been marginalized or harmed and discriminated. And honestly, that just means being a good person. You know, are you a kind <laughs> sound <good> hard. <laughs> person? Is that really hard? Do I have to parade that under political correctness? No. Yeah, the fact that you have to say that is kind of sad. <laughs> It's supposed it's to true, be, though. be a good person, be a kind person. So, 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 to the, so, so the other people that are saying, you know what's down with PC, I'm going to say whatever I want, like whatever it is. I shouldn't have done an accent, um, a Southern <laughs> accent. That was just completely it's okay. again, in, unintentional. I'm not, uh, you can be from anywhere in the world, right? You can be the most educated person from like the most uh, chic city culture neighborhood and you can have mm. very arch viewpoints that are downright harmful, hurtful, discriminatory, 
right? Mm -hmm. And you could be a bad person. So yes. often, you know, we tend to categorize people or stereotype them. Um, and one of the things now we're doing it is using the word PC culture. Oh, you're, this is too PC. No, but it is. Are you an a-hole or are you a PC culture? Like, it doesn't have to <laughs> yeah. be that way, right? Like, exactly. it's like, like, same thing with feminism. Oh, do you want to support the other half of the population? Or like, you know, it's just, it just means like, are you a terrible person or are you a feminist? Basically. Like, like, basically why, that's basically what it means. Why, sure. why is it so hard to, to care about, um, another person in terms of not harming or hurting them? Um, and if I hurt you and for the other side to not react with anger, to not react with yeah. blaming and shaming. I don't mm -hmm. think we're going to move forward. The conversation is never going to move forward if both sides continue. If one side continues to blame and shame, and if the other sides continue to say, you know what, I'm going to be an a-hole because that's, I don't care about political correctness. <laughs> exactly. like, no, you're just being an a-hole. I'm a -hole. sorry. You're just that's being fine. a mean, terrible person. And Why can't you it. just be a kind person, you know? Yeah. And, and, and I, I think... Like, let's like, let's just look at humanity. Like, I mean, come on. Like, it should not. I just, I, I agree. And, and like, language. even a perfect example that you brought up, like, so a few years ago, I had went to, a, um, I was working at this one um, organization, like a shelter, and mm -hmm. they had a, their AGM, their general meeting at a native, native shelter, a native center in downtown Toronto. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I have like a Cleveland Indians uh, baseball hat. So they're um, like a baseball team in the major league baseball. And they've had the logo with the Indian on it since Basically, they started playing. Hmm. So for the years, most people have deemed that the Indian logo, that's logo, very offensive. But they've always had it up until about 2018. They finally hmm. got rid of that logo. So, but before then, they still had this logo when I bought it. So a part of me actually was going to wear this hat to the, this event. But I to myself, I don't want to be seen as offensive or offending these people. Mm -hmm. So I decided to simply wear a different hat and I still look good. <laughs> and again, it's not about like, oh, PC culture. It's just to your point, just being a decent human being and being mindful and reading the friggin' room and exactly. understand that I'm around a bunch of native people and they may not feel comfortable with my black ass wearing an American um, a Cleveland Indians hat. Right. And they have the right to feel that way. I don't get to tell them, oh, it's, it's just baseball. It's not a big deal. What's the big deal? No, yeah. I don't get to tell someone if they're offended and they tell me that they're generally offended about something for me to sit there and tell them, nah, bro, it's, all right. it's just baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Really? I get that to tell them that. <laughs> That's a very good point, Mike. I mean, two things, a being decent and mindful and, you know, yeah. I applaud you and commend you on, on the decision. And two, to also just say, you know what, if someone's offended, um, I'm not going to come at them and say, well, how dare you be offended? This is why you shouldn't be offended. If they're offended, they're offended. We're yeah. just going to and like, leave it at that. Yeah. Um, and it's such a simple thing that actually so many, that many of us, uh, I, I see it all the time, right? These, these arguments where, you know, I don't, I'm not going to validate your opinion, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, Who are you to validate my opinion? That's what I'm saying. I don't even need your validation. I just want you to understand that I have a different opinion. Can you understand that? Can you understand that I have a different opinion? Right? Exactly. Like, I think that's the conversation. No, and and again, and with that, like, and I and I agree, like, and that girl that on the dating app, like, my problem is, like, again, you're trying to tell me mm -hmm. what's racist and what I deem is like that post to me that that girl put on her page to me, I felt was racist because if yeah. you're gonna sit there and say that 
that George Floyd's death, people need to shut the hell up about George Floyd dying and it's not a big deal. And um, Trump 2020 and all you people just need to follow, the, all you cops or black people just need to follow the rules. Nothing's going to happen to you. If you're going to sit there as a white woman and try to tell me that that's not racist, you're an idiot. You're not going to tell me as a black man what is racist and what's not racist. Hmm. Yeah. You're not, I'm not going to allow any person to tell me that. And anyone who does, I'm going to put them in their place like I did that girl. Yeah, it, it's, you know, as you mentioned, right? Like you have your lived experience. So when we, we talked about this exactly. earlier, you know, podcast. Absolutely. And, you know, you, no one knows, right? The natives have their lived experience. Absolutely. I cannot deny anyone of their lived experience. Thank you. You know, <laughs> because of a word that I want to use sometimes. and Or a hat that I want to wear. Yeah. Or, um, uh, oh my God, the Kansas City Chiefs, they're like actually the Kansas City Chiefs, the football team, they, they banned fans from wearing headdresses in mm. their stadiums. And so many fans are so offended. White fans. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, I, really? okay, I see, I see both sides. I really do. I mean, of course I'm being, uh, I mean, being mindful, being a decent human being. Yeah. I think sometimes, you know, it is hard. It's really hard, right? When your speech is challenged, when your culture is challenged. But here's the wonderful and beautiful thing about culture and personality. It mm. changes. It evolves. It always right. evolves. It always changes. So a message for everyone who's resisting, you know, it's going to change. And guess what it's going to change? It's going to change based on the language. The English language mm -hmm. is going to keep evolving and keep changing. Our culture is going to keep evolving and keep changing. You yes. know, so you do immigration, immigration, so many factors. And linguists know this better than anyone about how language changes and how it's mm -hmm. influenced. And there have been studies about uh, done on how culture and language how language has an influence on our behavior and the culture, okay. right? So different languages have different event, different air, ways of expressing like nuances. Uh, what that we, we can't even uh, understand sometimes because we don't speak that language. So sometimes right. in terms of using language, we have to understand that it's a very powerful tool. Number one, I'm no linguist, but I'm certainly reading a little bit about, um, you know, there's a beautiful article that I, I stumbled upon. I'm going to try to share with you right now. Um, yeah, sure. It's about, uh, it's just talking about language shapes the way people think and behave. So it's by, it's on this blog that's called daytranslations.com. And the author is mm -hmm. uh, Bernadine Racoma. It was written like two years ago, but she's basically talking about, you know, scientists and linguists talking about how language shapes the way people think. So here's a cool thing now, you know, like, so for example, um, se several languages, I'm quoting the article, several languages have grammatical gender systems, which the English does not have, for example, of course, we all know this, right? Inanimate objects yeah. in Russian, Spanish, French, German have genders, even in Urdu, yes. like that's the language that I speak, um, yeah. right? So um, colors are in distinguished in different languages. Um, and there's another example I wanted to point out. So language shapes shaping the, our worldview. So um, I'm quoting her again, this article. For example, the Kuk, K-U-U-K, Teori, an Aboriginal tribe in Australia, navigates their surrounding with cardinal directions, east, south, west, and north. For them, the answer to the question of where one is going is to specifically state the direction they face, the particular directions such as the southwest or northeast. Um, German speakers often correlate the action to its end goal. For example, when shown a picture of a woman walking in a parking lot, English speakers usually say the woman is walking. 
German speakers, on the other hand, are likely to say uh, the woman is walking towards her cart. So um, just I'm just like shedding some light in terms of how language, um, it shapes the way we, not only our worldview, but our perspectives, our behavior, our language. And when we talk about sometimes, uh, and, and going back to the gender example, Mike, I have a really funny example to share with you. Um, I love it. I want to hear so it. So it's this book that I'm reading, um, Word Slut by Amanda Montel. <laughs> Great title, by the way. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm actually two thirds done. Um, it's, it's a fantastic book for anyone that has a fascination with language. Um, it's, it's, it's a fantastic book. Anyway, so here's one thing. Okay. I'm going to be reading a direct excerpt from Amanda Montel's um, okay. Word Slut. So cool. Pronouns aside, there are also some languages that are essentially gender-free, containing very few words that make reference to a person's quote-unquote natural gender at all. Yoruba, a language spoken in Nigeria, has neither gender pronouns nor the dozens of gendered nouns we have in English, including son, daughter, host, hostess, hero, heroine, etc. Instead, the most important distinction in Yoruba is the age of the person you're talking about. So instead of saying your brother and sister, you would say older sibling and younger sibling, or Mm. Egbun and Aburo. The only Yoruba words that make a reference to a person's gender, or sex as it were in brackets, are Oberin and Okorin, meaning, quote, one who has a vagina and, quote, (laughs) one who has a penis. So if you you really wanted to call someone your sister, you would have to say Egbun mi Oberin, or my older sibling, the one with the vagina. (laughs) (laughs) When you get that specific, it makes our English obsession with immediately identifying people's sexes seem just plain creepy. Isn't that interesting? (laughs) Wow. See, that's the, and and also I learned something new every time we do a podcast. I didn't know that was a, who knew? Who knew? I don't even know what to say to that. That's so much to unpack. (laughs) <laughs> it's just like in terms of like language, right? Sometimes right. people that are, uh, let's say, super end of the PC spectrum, um, mm-hmm. like saying avoiding PC. So if they're against PC spectrum, they may be saying, well, you know, right. language, my, I'm going to hold on to put this. If you talk to a linguist, they're going to tell you, hey, hey, this language is going to change whether you like it or not. Language yeah. is going to be influenced by culture, which is going to in turn influence the language and so forth. It's kind of cyclical. It keeps happening. It keeps evolving. So for, for many of us, like, it's the inevitable truth that, you know, Adapt as, or die, as they exactly, say. Exactly. As we're growing, learning so many, we're learning about so many different experiences, so many people. So, so it's okay to learn and have discussions. And I understand, uh, I understand completely on, I'm, with the people that, are really pro uh, and or sorry anti PC because they're being challenged left right left right and center right they're being shamed blamed silenced whatever and again that's not the way to incite change and and, and allow the dialogue to move right so yeah, it's totally it's agree. about so so yeah it's going to be hard for people to learn these new terms move on learn and educate yourself but but guess what language is going to change whether you like it or not um your preferences your feelings will not matter at the end our culture will change the language so you can either learn 
and have good discussions. And also the, the people who are super PC can start having intelligent discussions too, because I think all this shaming needs to stop. All this censorship yeah. needs to stop. So I feel like there's, there's many things that can be done on both sides of the spectrum, right? In terms mm. of if we're able to move a dialogue forward, learn and become better, as you said, Michael, mindful and decent human beings. I think that's great. We had differing, sim you know, we have a different way of thinking and viewing things, but I think it's good because we can have a healthy dialogue about those things mm -hmm. and understanding from both sides. Yeah. See, so yeah. we're like the litmus to, for the world almost. <laughs> a lot of pressure. Sorry, I shouldn't have said the oh, world. so humble, Mike. <laughs> you know me, humble as pie. <laughs> I love it. Oh, actually, um, I was looking at, uh, speaking of like humble pie, I was looking at, so in terms of language and culture, right? And I know mm -hmm. PETA did something, the Organization That Advocates for Animals, PETA, yeah. like they mm -hmm. had these... Uh, idioms animal friendly idioms and oh. um i thought they were really uh really cool uh, and uh, they even have like infographics and explaining like instead of saying this say this and kind of also explaining what the idiom is supposed to mean so right. for example and this is where language again uh it is uh it's, you can't argue that language shapes our thoughts and behaviors right? Our language is very powerful. The words we use are very powerful, which is why it's not a bad thing to be inclusive. It's not a bad yes. thing to be mindful and educate. And yeah, sometimes it's going to be really hard. Sometimes you're going to be resistant to change, but it, it's going to change whether or not you like it. Um, <laughs> so might as well just accept yeah. it now. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Because people are out there and they're going to, they're going to keep coming and they're not going to stop, right? People are going to like, you can't just silence a whole group of people that you didn't know no. about like 50 years ago and then claim, well, I'm going to hold on to my language now because this is how I was raised. So it's interesting. So speaking of language and, and I'm yeah. trying to say that it has a huge impact on our thoughts and behaviors. And if mm -hmm. you want to look up studies, go ahead. Right. I'm not going to quote any, but uh, linguists and scientists have spent a lot of um, a lot of time on this subject. So going back to language and animals, right? The way we mm -hmm. treat animals, there is certainly an animal cruelty issue. It exists, yes. right? Yes. Look at shelters, Definitely. look at, talk to people who worked in departments where they, you Like know, Tiger King, that stupid documentary. Oh my gosh. Where there's a lot of, yeah. Yeah, so with animal, animal cruelty, and it's, mm -hmm. and I mean, when I'm talking about language, it's this, you know what the saddest part is, Mike? It's mm -hmm. like, we don't speak their language, right? We don't no. understand. So these, these we animals. We assume that we do. Yeah. These animals have no way of communicating, not no way, but they can't communicate to us with their language, right? And now no. some scientists, and, and obviously there has been developments on neuroscience with animals and there's books written on this subject. So if you want to learn more, you can look at that. But what I'm going to say here is um, I do think that it is not a bad idea to try to use animal friendly idioms because to, to have sayings like beat a dead horse or, you know, hit two birds with one stone. Like I'm, I, you know, <laughs> I, I, I love birds. I'm not an ornithologist. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm not a bird watcher. I kind of am, yeah. but not to the extent that I know someone is. Um, mm. But I love birds. I love animals. And I don't, I, I don't, it, it, it just, when I say hit two birds with one stone, I used to say it automatically. And then I, I started Same saying, here. this is a terrible thing. <laughs> this is a t Why am I even using this type of term? Yeah. And um, so PETA now argue, like they, they have their 
sayings. And one of them is feed two birds with one scone. <laughs> okay. Right? So it's like, instead of saying that, say that. And then there's the feed a fed, instead of beat a dead horse, you say mm-hmm. feed a fed horse. Right. Um, you know, instead of saying like guinea pig, say test tube. Um, so oh, like, yeah. Yeah. there's a lot of like, um, and, and, and I know some people, I'm not going to comment on PETA at all. This is not a PETA podcast, but I know some that's, people, yeah, that's be fine. Yeah, that would be like a three-hour podcast on something um, like that. I'm not. So I all I'm saying is that I think with, with our language, the way we use it, the way we want to be politically correct, it's mm-hmm. again, it's just about being a good human being. And if I had to just plug in like five minutes to advocate for animal rights, I'm going to do that and say, you know what? Our language has a profound impact on our behavior and animal abuse is a big thing and it keeps increasing uh, in Canada. Like we mm. do, there's, it's really hard to find facts. Um, but people that work, worked in the field will tell you terrible stories. And these are, oh, yeah. I mean, these are creatures that can't defend themselves. They don't have trials and lawyers. Right. So I think a tiny thing we can do in language is just try to challenge the, the old sayings that we had that can you know, one point that can promote animal cruelty. So mm-hmm. yeah, I thought that was something worth mentioning. <laughs> no, that's, that, I didn't know, you know, that's a good thing to mention. So I, to bring up those things, I even like, I've used those terms, mm-hmm. you know, can you beat it at horse or guinea pig and all that stuff. So, you know, it's good information for me to know, to be mindful of and be aware of. So, and again, certain things that I've been, you know, sometimes I've said stuff that, you know, might be you, you know, whatever, and people have made it aware to me. So, you know, it's about just being mindful. And to your point, I think at the end of the day, what we're trying to say, just being a decent human being, is yeah. that so hard to like <laughs> yeah. ask? Is that, I guess it is, right? Yeah. It seems like it's a hard seems thing to like ask. It, is. it seems like it seems yeah. like it's become a hard thing to ask just to be a decent, cool human being. Be kind, uh, be loving, uh, be compassionate, be like too uh, much empathetic, work. Yeah. be empathetic and be understanding and, and be, you know, open-minded. Um, I know, but that sounds like it's like you're asking too much. It's like you're asking people to cure cancer within two hours. I'm not. I know you're not. No, I'm saying yeah, like it just it's simple. It's so simple. Like I this know. is so like I think that's essentially what we're saying in the podcast. Yeah. Just being mindful of other people's viewpoints, but also just being respectful too. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and it's uh, and yeah. So whether you're peace, whether you're for PC political correctness, whether you're against it. I think it's until it's a good place to be if you can just look at both sides and see where exactly. the misconception is because both sides there's some flaw in the way we're communicating in the way we're getting the message across and I see the validity I see the rationale for both sides and and I think yeah. we need to have more discussions and debates and conversations that that can do without blaming and shaming. Yeah. Like, I think there's one rapper killer, Mike, that I kind of gravitate towards because he's more in the middle. Like, he could see yeah. both sides of an argument. Yeah. And I remember he had he had did a debate with um, Candace Owens, who I'm not really, I don't really like, um, and these other people on right and the left sides. Of, yeah. Yeah. And, of political, yeah. and he kind of, and he had said, you know, it's not about blaming Candace Owens or being on T.I. side. It's about taking the good of what Candace Owens says and the good of what T.I. says and the good of what y'all are saying. And let's come to some type of understanding and move forward that way. Instead yeah. of us just blaming, 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 blaming. Well, yeah. you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, wrong. Because that's easy to do. Yeah, exactly. It's easy to do that. I, I, we could debate about something and say, Sana, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> but yeah. then it's a lot harder sometimes to listen to where your side is and then say, oh. You know what? I didn't look at it from that lens. 
but this is why I feel this way. Okay, Michael, that's how you feel. Okay, but then let me just to counter that point. And it's having a regular dialogue, but that just is so lost on people now, which is so, that's why I don't like talking to people besides you. (laughs) Well, well, I'm honored. Well, thank you. (laughs) Because most people irritate my soul. So I don't like talking. Like I said, my soul cannot be irritated because once it's irritated, I'm done. You got to take care and protect it. (laughs) It's part of self-care, right? That's part of self-love. Self-care is key. I try to make sure I get as, I try to do as much self-care as I humanly can. And, uh, you know, it's, I've, I've lacked in it. I've not really been taking care of myself as much as I should have recently. Kind of was a little not feeling the greatest, but now I feel like I'm back to normal. High five to that. High five. Air high fives. Air high fives. We're trying to social distance still. So, you know. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. (laughs) I know. Still in COVID. Can you believe it? Jeez. It's never, it's Um, never going to end. We're going to yeah, have COVID till forever. It's, We're going to wear masks our, forever. It's part of our culture. Yeah. I feel like people are going to go to clubs wearing masks. Like then that's going to become <laughs> a thing. And weird. then it's going to be a nightmare hooking <laughs> up with people because you're not going to see how they look. Be terrible. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I could see that happening. I know people don't think so. I think it's going to get, because clubs got open at some point. Hey, maybe burkas will be a, make a comeback culturally speaking. <laughs> burkas. Yeah. They got no choice at that point. And yeah. then there's, everyone's wearing burkas and then maybe, or, but maybe, you know what, maybe people might then have to get to know a person in a club. So then clubs yeah. won't be that bad. Cause then you have, it's not just this hookup. Oh my God. You see this beautiful girl, beautiful guy, and you want to just sleep with them instantly. Now you actually have to have conversations outside the club and get to know them. Maybe oh, you know what? Well, Maybe I just had we just had a breakthrough on, on the podcast. <laughs> just had a breakthrough. Clubs. Uh, People will not go to clubs. We need more club rats now. <laughs> definitely a different topic to discuss. <laughs> oh, we yeah, we can listen. We can talk about that for like a long time. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Mike, for joining. Thank um, you for having me. Um, we have viewers now. We have a lot of listeners now. So you should, you're, at some point you're gonna have to start referencing them soon because oh, we had a lot of traction now. I've been People have been bothering me. Like, when are you doing the next one, Michael? We're, you know, I'm like, so. Well, thank you. Shout out to all of you. Thank you so much for your support. And uh, yes. and uh, and yeah, I look forward to, we look forward to coming back here again. Oh yeah, we're going to have, we have some stuff down the pike. So we're yeah, going to keep, we're gonna keep that a secret though. We're not, <laughs> so, we're not sharing. Yeah, stay. we don't share them before. No, so stay, <laughs> stay tuned. Uh, I'm going to actually update uh, all of you that have subscribed on the website. So you can find this po- podcast on my website, www.aartysana.com under the podcast section. Also um, on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and and uh, your other uh, podcast subscriber. So um, I will be posting, sending out an update to all the subscribers of the website too, too, in terms of future topics, topics for the podcast and things, uh, articles on the blog. So um, thank you, Mike, uh, for joining. As always, it's, it's a huge pleasure to have you and converse with you. Um, See, Sana is now trying to butter me up. I love it. <laughs> Keep it going. You should just do a podcast, just butter me up like a <laughs> Here one. is how amazing Mark is. <laughs> but you are honestly, it's just about communication and love. And you know, we all need to hear this. We all need to hear it. So thank you. you Mike. Do. And you're dope. You're thank awesome. You. you know, the pod like I I am so honored to be on this pod with you because you could have you could have chose other people. Just you know, it's like Jay-Z said, you know. You could be you could do this with anyone, but you're here with me. And I appreciate that. Oh, thank That's you. Yes. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, so, thanks everyone. And uh, until next time. So I'm going to go home and go make some truffle fries. So I'm excited. Oh, I love truffle fries. Have fun with that. I have truffle oh, fries. I shall. I'll try to put that. Yeah, we'll be back. I guess we'll be back whenever. So no rush, <laughs> yeah. y'all. All right. Take care. <laughs> take care. <laughs>